All right, folks, we're back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here, as always, with my co-host, Dustin and Marshall. We did not cover the spread, 24 and a half. That's all about all I can say for it. What do you have to say? It was trash, man. Uh, I mean, you can buy into the, well, a win's a win thing, but I don't know. I don't even know. I don't have anything to say about it. Everything that I said last week, pretty much the same shit applies this week. We can't call defensive plays, and we can't or won't run the ball. So, just a broken. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating watching this defense, and it's. I don't know how many times we've done. I'd love to go back and look at how many times we've just had awful first halves, and then come out and, you know, either held them to a low point total or you know shut them out in the second half. Like why? What's happening with this first half? Starts. We yes, yes. I don't understand. Yeah. What is going on? What is wrong with the preparation? This happens all the time. I mean, you gave up a Carter Finley record for most yards, receiving yards to an opponent, to Marshall. And it's not like Randy Moss is out there anymore. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what was going on with it. I, I know we said last week Marshall's a, a well-coached team, but they're, they shouldn't have been – leading after the first quarter or giving us that much trouble. I mean, that was preparation for that game really concerns me. It was the same thing with the South Carolina game. They started slow and, you know, we won, won the second half, but it was too late at that point, you know? Yeah. I'm all for, you know, having a coach that can make second half adjustments, but they shouldn't be, or they shouldn't have to be this drastic, you know? Yeah. It should be, the second half should be, especially against a team like this, firming up the the very minuscule things that went wrong in the first half instead of, okay, well, what are we going to have to do to win this game? That shouldn't be decided at halftime against a team like this. That's unacceptable. I mean, just terrible. The, the talent gap alone, we should have – it should have been that close. No, not at all. Uh, it's just – yeah, that's first. That's the frustrating part. And I know you've been saying it for a long time, and I've always found it hard to justify because the outcome has been okay. Like if you look at the defensive numbers, the outcome it averages out. Like last year, the rushing defense was you know top ten country or whatever it may be. But the the gaping holes that they have in other areas, I, I just I'm not on board with Huxable. I think it's it's a real issue. I think you know, his scheme and philosophy has always been sit back in base defense, and that doesn't work. I mean, I, I don't think that works for us. I'm I'm not a fan. It's no, it's really I, frustrating. I think you, for you to run that kind of coverage, your secondary needs to be the star of the the unit, right? Because they can make up those gaps, those coverage gaps those you know lack of press but when your line is the the star you've got to account for what that's going to cause or cause the other team to do and that's quick passes and just i don't know i think if you lack in skill in the secondary you have to make up for it with aggressiveness from right. those players not just from the line and it's going right. to be the same stuff every week until we do that yeah and that's 
like you knew, and I and I hate to pick on them, but you knew they were going to pick on Austin. Yeah, South Carolina did it, and then Marshall comes right out of the gate and exploited it bad, and it doesn't. It didn't seem like we helped him at all with cheating to one side, or I don't know what it was. We're trying some, but something else. It just wasn't working. Now a couple of those plays were really nice throws and catches, right? You can't you can't hate on that. It's not going to get them all, but man, school record yards. I mean, something's not working, and Marshall found the weakness and exploited the hell out of it, and that's concerning because what is Clemson or Louisville going to do in that situation? Yeah. Or Florida State in two weeks, even if with their backup quarterback. You know? I, people have been tweeting at us about Mike Stevens. Now, I like Mike Stevens at all. Is he going to fix that issue? I don't know, man. That's If there's that big a gap between Austin and Mike Stevens, then, you know, there's probably there might be some bigger problems there. I just I don't know. That was that was really frustrating watching that happen. And watching his, here's another question for you. Kickoffs. Are, are we not are we intentionally not kicking it in the end zone? Man, I don't know how to explain anything that has to do with any part of kicking the ball with with us. <laughs> I, I I'm not going to try. Um, I think if you have the leg to put it in the end zone, it should be in the end zone. Yeah. Because I, you, you can't predict how a team's going to return. You don't know what lane's going to open. That's pretty much the most unpredictable part of a game. Not to mention the fact that if you're not, you know, defending a return, there's that takes away a chance of injuries, you know. Um, I don't think kickoffs are – they shouldn't really be a, an issue in football anymore. They should most always go into the end zone. Yeah, I don't understand that at all, man. Like, somebody on Twitter said that they were intentionally kicking it short, kicking high, pooch coverage kicks. And, like, that's that's a bit strange. It was weird because in the, the opening kickoff, there was a 15 or 20 mile, wind, 20 mile an hour wind behind us, and Bambar kicks it, you know, to the five. Like what in the world? Yeah. Like that's just booted out of the back of the end zone. I don't. That dude took one to the house again. We talked about it last week. He took one to the house on us, and you know, thankfully it was called back from a questionable holding penalty. But I mean, don't kick it to that guy, yeah. and don't don't give these guys opportunities to, to do it. Just out of the back of the end zone. I don't know. We've talked about um, Chris Dunn. The top-rated kicker who committed to the pack a while ago. I mean, he can't get here fast enough. And he actually just followed us on Twitter, so if he's listening, what's up, Chris? Come help us. Um, <laughs> please. Please, God. Yeah, please. So, come help us. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's frustrating to watch. I don't know what the, the, the thought is behind it. I'm not a special teams expert. I'm not an expert in anything, but that just seems strange to me. Uh, you know, Marshall didn't score in the second half, so that's good. But, man... Like you said, why does it take a half to get there? That's not encouraging. No, that's not going to work against. I mean, when conference play starts, that's that's done. We can't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we can't dig holes against decent teams. You know, maybe Syracuse, yeah. but other than that, Syracuse, man, I expected more from them. Uh, ugh, 
gross. Yeah. It could be worse. So. Yeah. Oh, the positive things. I don't think there's any penalties until the second, third strings got in there, got in there late. Uh, so that was good. Played a much better, much cleaner game in that respects. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. Got a couple turnovers late, which helped. Didn't get any in the first half. You know, that's that's not going to win. That's not going to do us any good. Um, I don't know. Overall, it was Marshall. A win's a win, but there are some glaring holes. I mean, it's I think it's pretty apparent. Yeah. Enough of that. Let me ask you this. Finley looks good, right? Finley's playing well for the most part. I don't think he had a great game. I think if he goes back and watches the video, he missed some open guys, missed some reads. But, you know, I'm nitpicking right now because his numbers are good. They scored the ball. Offense was okay. Um, I thought Jalen McClendon would get some, some reps. I thought they had packages for him. Why isn't he getting in the game? Yeah, I don't know. Um I guess if you look at last year, we we used him when it looked like there needed to be a change of pace, and mm-hmm. there really, I mean, there hasn't been that situation yet. Well, aside from yeah. part of South Carolina, I guess, but uh, I'd much rather see him like in the fourth quarter of this game, a few few drives. Uh, I, I can't see yeah. him sticking around if he's not going to get to play at all. You know. Uh, I mean, he stuck around this far, uh, this much at least. Uh, he got some action last year. If that doesn't change, yeah, that's true. Eh. I mean, this week we should, I would expect to see him a lot more playing Furman. I would hope so. I think. Yeah. One other issue is 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 drink too attached to Finley. Is that a reason that McClendon's not getting in? If it is, I don't think it's a reason he's not getting in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy about, you know, switching up quarterbacks throughout the game right. generally. But right. if we're up, especially this week, if he doesn't play any this week, then there's something going on, I would think. There's something weird. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. So, so I missed on my prediction. We didn't have two 100-yard rushers. I only think we had one. No. <laughs> um, but Kelvin Harmon had 100 yards. He's ridiculous, man. Yeah. He's so good. He's really good. I mean, he makes makes catches, just carrying defenders, getting first downs. I mean, unbelievable. And I think that, you know, we talk about the run game or lack thereof. And I'm guessing we're playing to our strengths to a degree because we have Harmon, C.J. Riley, man, when he gets the ball and gets going, <laughs> he looks really good, man. He's like a deer running down the sideline. And if Gavin Locklear, for some reason, I don't know why Gavin Locklear gets so much playing time. Dude misses another block. Missed a block on uh, on that C.J. Riley swing pass that, I mean, he scores if Locklear even gets a hand on the guy coming behind him. Right. And then he was off sync on a couple. They had a, a double move set up, and he and Finley were just not on the same page, but he was wide open, and somebody was out of position or bad throw. I don't know what it was, but he continues to get in the game. And I'm curious. I think he's a practice superstar, but I hadn't, haven't seen haven't seen it in in the in the games. But anyway, what I was saying is, I think you know your comment last week about the lack of a rushing game. I, I'm guessing they're playing to the strengths with Harmon, Lewis, uh, Jacoby Myers, 
Jalen Samuels. You know, they're just throwing the ball to those guys. I think that's probably why we're not rushing it so much. Is that fair? I guess. At the same time, though, these are the games where you need to work on what you can't bank on having every week. You know? Mm-hmm. Same principle as getting the, the backup QB in. If you're not mm-hmm. as confident in your running game, use it when you can to make it better. I just... Yeah. And we're not going to be able to throw the ball like we have been when we play stout defenses. Right. It's just not going to work. So you can say, well, all right, if, if we're doing what works now, that's fine, but that's not going to work later on, and we need to be prepared for that. And I just don't see how this is <laughs> helping with that at all. Uh, plus, I just like running I didn't, the ball. But. <laughs> I didn't go back and watch the South Carolina game, but I did this game. And Marshall blitzed a lot. They brought a lot of guys a lot of the time. And so I'm guessing that is part of the reason why we're not running it. I mean, if they're going to drop eight in the box and come after us, it makes it really hard to run the ball. And you can tell we had a lot of negative rushing yard plays. And that's because Marshall's Marshall's linebackers, I mean, they were coming the whole time. So I don't know if you have to throw in some play actions or, you know, something to, to kind of mix it up in that situation. Uh, but, you know, Marshall brought a lot of pressure, and that's probably why we're throwing it in then so many circumstances like that as well. I mean, I think that's something to do with it. I don't know. I didn't go back and see South Carolina and see if they were doing the same thing, but you know, Furman this week and then Florida state, they need to figure, figure that out. There's just, even if they're stacking the box on pure talent, we should be able to run the ball on Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You would and think that's, I don't know. That's a big problem if we can't, you know, yeah. the runs that we did try, like you said, didn't work out too well. That's that's bad. <laughs> that's very bad. Yeah. I did. I mean, Richardson's right. coming back, but. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how it impacts us. I, you know, watching, going back and watching the film, I didn't see a concern um, from his side. No. So with Witt playing, uh, the, the bigger gaps or the bigger holes seem to be, or concerns, not holes, wrong, wrong word. Uh, running up the middle, uh, left guard was more of a concern, at least from the, the few plays that I saw that were negative rushing yard plays. Their linebackers were coming off the left guard, and I don't know if somebody wasn't picking up a block or they weren't communicating properly, but he was coming through fairly often and living in the backfield. So that was definitely a concern. Um, yeah, anyway, it's Marshall. They won. This week's Furman. Give us a little Furman preview. I don't know anything about them. Furman's trash. Um, they're 0-2. They might not be... I don't know. If you're in their division, they might not be that terrible. But uh, they've opened up with two losses against Elon and Wofford. So... Yeah. Uh, I, it was... I, they're bad enough that I couldn't even find a line for the game against us on Saturday. So... <laughs> If they're not taking bets, it's going to be or should be bad. So um, they're going to run the ball or try constantly. Um, first game against Elon, they threw for 138 but ran for 258. A couple of those runs were like extremely long, like maybe one over 80 yards, though. Uh, 
then Wofford threw for 224 and ran for 159, so they commit to the run. Uh, but they shouldn't be able to run like that on us. So it should. Their quarterback's not proven. It's going to be interesting. Uh, this is the one game our secondary should shine, but at the same time, we could also make their quarterback a star. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it's it's hard to find anything on on Furman. That's all I got, really. Yeah, it's just one of those games where I imagine they won't show us. We won't show much, given Florida State next week. They'll probably play right, very conservative. Uh, at least play with what they've already played. You know, they they're not going to show any new plays. You're not going to see anything fancy. Uh, you won't see any major changes. Um, you know, I think it's it's going to be a pretty conservative game. I mean, you know, if we don't win by thirty, I'd be I'd probably be annoyed. Yeah, but it should be a lot of a lot of rushing. A lot of the a lot of the same things we've seen before, so don't expect anything new, for sure. Um, one thing to note, I think, going back and watching that game from the, the Marshall game is Jermaine Pratt. I think he's playing excellent at linebacker. Uh, I imagine he's going to start to see more time, which is hard because you got two seniors playing linebackers. But Pratt, I mean, I think he's going to be hard to keep off the field. So keep an eye on uh, number three on the on our defense there. I think that'll be interesting. Uh, State wins big, not exciting game. That's all I got for that one. It's Furman. Right. There's not much of a preview, so <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah, there's your Furman preview. You yeah. can go watch a Furman replay think... if you want, but I'm sure it's still not going to. So yeah, no chance. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, so let's take a little bit of look around the around the league around the country. Ohio State. Gets body bagged by Lincoln Riley and Oklahoma. Man, typical Big Ten. So, so good to see. I love watching that. Imagine if Lincoln Riley had went to ECU though. Oh Christ! Please. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was tweeting about it while I was watching that game. Watching that Oklahoma offense is when it's clicking. When Lincoln Riley's offense, when it's when it's in motion. I mean, he was just cutting Ohio State to pieces. It was brutal. And it's a bunch of guys that you've never heard of. I mean, even they said it's like, yeah, we have a bunch of no-namers. <laughs> but, man, they looked – I mean, that offense is just, just pretty. It's, such, it's balance. His play calls are just unbelievable. I mean, he knows exactly what to do to just drive somebody crazy. Oklahoma really looked good. I was surprised. I mean, they look really good, though. Yeah, I I had them in my, you know, we talked about top four, I think it was last week. And mm-hmm. I was high on them and dogged B- or Ohio State, which, you know, I should have carried through to our Vegas segment of the show. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ohio State is, I don't know, I'm just, like I said last week, until they prove something to me, that whole conference is... Eh, you know. Yeah, they look great I agree. against I can, each other, but. Yep, I can see it, and then especially people are can, you know, Ohio State's saying they have concerns with their quarterback play, or not Ohio State, but prognosticators are, you know, questioning the Buckeyes and JT Barrett. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But who are who's your new top four after week two? Um, I guess I'll go Bama one, uh, Oklahoma two. Mm-hmm. Uh, three and four. I, I don't know where to put 
It'd be Clemson and USC. I just don't know the order. Yeah. Um, yeah. USC impressed me. I thought me they too. just went at home, honestly. Um, well, that was the other one you got wrong. We'll come back to that. The one I got wrong. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I thought they'd lose one at home, and they, they looked really good. So uh, it's easy to pick a top four when you take one of the Power Five conferences completely out of the, equa- the equation. So, uh, <laughs> the Big Ten is done, so... Red and white podcast throwing shade on the Big Ten consistently year after year. Don't add us. So, <laughs> <laughs> if some Ohio State fan is listening to our podcast, they've got issues. <laughs> what are your top four? It's the same thing: Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, USC. I put them in that order. Um, they both impressed me. Clemson's defense really impressed me against Auburn. I mean, Auburn didn't do anything in the second half. Didn't even get close to doing anything. See, and USC, higher, but I just don't, I don't have faith in Auburn at all. Yeah, I mean that's part of it too. Auburn's ranked, you know, top fifteen every year, and every year in the last like decade they've fallen, yeah, slow, slowly out. They lose every week, and they still are ranked. Yeah, so name, man. Uh, yeah, it's Gus Malzahn will be looking for a new job next at the end of this year. That's for sure. Um. Clemson, I mean, Clemson looked good, though. But USC, I was real, I was with you, man. I was really impressed with USC. Stanford usually plays pretty close in that game, but, you know, dude made all the throws. They're wide receivers for making plays. I mean, it was just a – it was all around good, you know, good performance, and they're they really impressed. So they'll be, they'll be a tough out. That'll be interesting to see. I'd love to see, like, Oklahoma, Alabama, and – you know, like I said, Clemson, USC. I mean, I think those would be great matchups. That'd be a great playoff. It's just the same thing Other... every year. I, it's so hard to judge the West Coast teams yeah. because I go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I'm an old man. I, I'm in. I'm asleep before those 10:30 kickoffs are over. <laughs> you know, either I'm yeah. tired or I'm drunk. So um, I just and it's a shame. Yeah, that they Boise seem to State have good football. That Boise State Washington State game. I was watching it early on at the bar, and Washington State was just not looking good. And apparently, they came back down twenty-one or something in the fourth quarter, and then won in triple overtime. Yeah. Like, I hate that I didn't see that. But you know, it is what it is. Good old Pac-12, Pac-15, whatever it is at this point. <laughs> They're talking about you want to talk about one lopsided division, man. Uh, I think it's the Pac-12 West is awful. Arizona State, Arizona. Utah, Utah's okay. Uh, I don't even know who else is in there, but it's just not good. Yeah, it's almost as bad Oof. as the other side of the ACC. So, <laughs> <laughs> throwing jabs, I like it. Uh, yeah, well. Anyway, well, you didn't hit you didn't hit USC and Stanford last week. Last week, so let's take a look at our other uh, Vegas results. What you got for us, man? I you you, you saw right before. We started recording that this is apparently locked now, but it'll eventually open up. But if you can get Virginia Tech minus 17 and a half against ECU, my God. I mean, ECU is a dumpster fire. <laughs> I, absolutely I, horrendous. I can't believe I didn't mention it before. Now I started watching the first half of that game, and West Virginia just body bagged them, man. It was. 
40 to three at halftime. Yeah. And I don't think ECU got a first down or something. I mean, it was, it was awful. We could score on them. They looked, they didn't, they didn't have any fight in them. And it's just another second week in a row. And you're looking at ECU like, why they fire rough McNeil? (laughs) Like, you don't know. I mean, they just look like they don't care, man. They They changed the DC, didn't they? Yeah, they kind of forced him out. That Rick Smith guy, he was he was old, and he had some funny comments. Uh, man, I wish I had that thing still on me. He made some jab towards ECU after they got whipped by. Let's see if I can pull it up. Whipped by JMU. I have it here somewhere. It was really good. Here it is. I tried to be as positive as I could going into the season, but I should have known better. After being on the coaching staff last year, when you don't go live in practice and let the kids hit, you wind up playing like a bunch of pansies. This is coming from a 40-year coaching veteran. So this is their former defensive coordinator. And this is what he—that's what he said after they got whipped by JMU. But it, you know, it applies to West Virginia too, and actually applies to us. This is what we were saying last week: is if, if we're not hitting in practice, you don't go live. I mean, you come out looking ill-prepared. Yeah. But ECU man, they look. They look so bad. Uh, they look really bad. My EC friends are on suicide watch. It's, it's ugly. <laughs> so I'm with you on I'm with you on Virginia Tech over ECU. I mean, if that if that line opens up, I'm not sure why it locked. Who somebody's injured, but Virginia Tech should just steamroll them. Yeah, you can have a mediocre yeah. offense and score fifty on them. So, right. I got Louisville over UNC last week. Hills gave him a scare, but Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. He ends up pulling away, and they won by 20, I think, at the end of the game. Man, their line is so bad, though. They, uh, they have some issues, too. Uh, they have a lot of issues that are covered up by having Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like their line is as bad as the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> and also not good. So yeah, uh, that's going to show up, though. He's not going to be able to mask that all year when he starts playing the Florida State and Clemson's and – the vaulted NC State defense, that's going to be a problem. So, <laughs> I, I need to put this out there for the for the fans and for the, the people taking your gambling advice. If Dustin puts out a, a Twitter pick, he just informed me before we started recording that it's not official. No, so it doesn't go on the record. We keep a track of the lock. <laughs> Plus, I put stuff out that I don't bet on. So, uh, I'll tell he you. Dropped Ohio, Ohio Purdue last week. And I said, I said, don't get, don't sleep on Purdue. Jeff, Jeff Brom is you doing a fantastic job there. You think they're going to do anything in the Big Ten? Who knows? Big Ten's trash. Yeah, but they're <laughs> but trash. They're better than Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that line was that line was bad. And then, well, I don't God know. goddamn, why didn't was. you bet it then? I did bet it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Then why didn't you tweet a lock of the week? Because <laughs> <laughs> I already had one. Yeah. Oh, there was another one. I forgot what the other game was too that you missed. Oh, Nebraska, Oregon. We were talking about. You had the you had the Ducks fourteen. Now they were steamrolling them, so that one could have gone either way. But Nebraska covered. Yeah, just so we're clear, it's a big. Though, I came out very big positive line. over the weekend, so you can dog it all you want, but uh, <laughs> it was a good week with the books. So, yeah. South Carolina truck Mizzou. I thought that was interesting. Mizzou just. You know, Mizzou might not be any good. They scored 70 points the week before, but South Carolina went to Missouri and whipped them. So 
you know, like we said, South Carolina team might not be too bad. It'll be interesting to watch how that one progresses throughout the year. Uh, who you got your lock of the week? You said Virginia Tech, ECU. Yeah. I like a couple of them this week. I'll probably go with LSU minus seven over Mississippi State. LSU right now seems to be on a roll. It's like their offense is just amazing. <laughs> you just stole my seg- my segue. I was going to roll right into that one for you. <laughs> Man, you know I get aroused when you start talking about Matt Canada. So <laughs> so before we get into the Matt Canada watch, Clemson-Louisville, three-point spread. Clemson's favorite at Louisville. What do you, what do you think happens here? Clemson. I, yeah, I, I just I'm telling you that that's going to be the uh, the coming out party for that that Louisville O line, and I mean coming out in a very bad way. So, uh, <laughs> I mean I I dogged Auburn earlier, but the line is never really a problem at Auburn, and Clemson's defense controlled that. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's good, but he's not going to win the Heisman again, and. Uh, I'd say this is a this this game is a reason why you'll you'll the whole thing it's it's going to be, eh. yeah it's going to be interesting I, I kind of I feel like you I think Clemson is the better team here I think defensively they're going to cover a lot of the I don't know they're going to I think they're just going to be control both lines I think Louisville's like you said Louisville's line's not very good. And that's going to make, put a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. And then he's good, but is he that good? I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. I think this game is the one that secures Clemson's place in the playoff. This I is mean, the toughest out, I think. Even controlling the line like I think they will. Um, yeah. Look, looking for them here on out. Uh, Florida State without Francois, they don't have a problem with that. Uh We've not shown anything so far that'll be a problem for them. So I think if they win this, they've got to be, I mean, good money to make the playoff. So, or run the table, I should say. Is Dabo the best coach in the ACC? Uh, you know, if you'd asked me two years ago, three years ago, I would have said no. Um, I thought Chad Morris was the biggest coaching part of that. And I thought Dabo was the, the recruiter and that was it, but mm-hmm. it's hard to argue with results, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought they'd take a step back and they just got better. So I want to say, yeah, uh, we'll know when Saban retires, how good of a coach Dabo is. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was getting to the point where I don't see he can, you know, he could possibly stay at Clemson forever. And that just worries me. I just, I, he, I think he leaves for Bama. I really do. But, yeah, I think that's what everybody expects. They'd have to throw – I mean, they have the money, so I expect them to throw a lot of money at him. But, man, I think he's the best coach in the league. He's he's just getting it done. It was a really – I don't know. We were, I was talking to somebody about this past weekend. Yeah, I don't know who remembers that whole situation. I believe they fired Tommy Bowden after he won eight games or something. And they – and Dabo was on his staff. And they promoted him from within. And everybody's like, why are you getting into this guy? <laughs> Apparently somebody knew something. That yeah. Most people didn't. Because he is he is getting it done. I a lot of respect for for what he's doing there, man. He's doing a fantastic job. I'm super jealous is probably what it is. 
Yeah, um, but I still wouldn't want to live in Clemson. So. Yeah, probably so. One one more question for you, Baker Mayfield. You mentioned the Heisman. Baker Mayfield's your leader in the clubhouse, I think. What do you? How do you feel about him planting the flag on the on the O? I thought it was funny. I don't see why not. I mean, people get so pissy about these if, things, man. I thought it was awesome. If they had lost that game, I would have said he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but you come out and back yeah. it up and pretty much whip Ohio State at their place. Hey, you take a shit on it if you want. I mean, <laughs> it all worked out for him in the end. Yeah. I, lo- I just love the the moxie that guy has, man. He's just like, F it, let's do this. We're going to win. Yeah. I'm yeah. all for Good it. for him. Yeah, me too. Uh, people, people make a big deal of it. It's, it's freaking college football, man. He's just having a good time. I will say I'm all for it when it doesn't involve us. Like looking back at the uh, Carolina deal a few years ago, yeah, on our field, that's totally different. This is okay because it's not state, but yeah, and it's Ohio State, so yeah, yeah. by all means, <laughs> I'm okay with that too. All right, now for everybody's favorite segment, Dustin's been waiting for it. He waits for it every week. How's the LSU offense doing? Fantastic, is how they're doing. Uh, Through for 232 yards. Rushed for 222. That is balance. That's what it's all about. That's how you keep a defense guessing. That's what we don't do. Uh, mind you, they were playing, I think, Chattanooga. But still. Uh, <laughs> scored 45 points. Balanced. It was a beautiful thing. He's going to be a head coach. He might get the Bama job. I don't know. He's going to get a job. We said last week he's getting a job next year somewhere. He's going to be a head coach. Without a doubt. And it'll be Carolina when Fedora leaves, <laughs> putting that one on the putting that one on there. I can't see him going to a school that's getting ready to get slammed with sanctions. So, yeah, that's true. Who knows whatever's going to happen with that crap? <laughs> but that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, Furman this week, we'll win. FSU next week, we'll see what happens. Yeah, go pack. Yeah, go pack.